Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Next man was a bit of a flash-off halfback. In Indeed his, he was. Uh, in his playing days. Good morning to Jeremy Weberly, the coach of the Tassie under-18s and the man in charge of a terrific bunch of young men that were very, very stiff not to play in a grand final this year. Firstly, Jeremy, good morning to you, mate. It's, um, we'd, let's reflect on that prelim just briefly. Um, I felt like you put, should have been in a grand final the following week. Well, thanks for having me first. And uh, the flash is uh, very much a long period of time ago. I don't think that's uh, ever going to be seen ever again. Um, and probably wasn't seen the last five years of my career, but I'll take the pump up at the start. Um, yeah, it was. It was, um, it was shattering, to be honest. I've said to many people that, um, you know, yeah, extremely disappointing. It was one of the, um, you know, the, the scenes in the rooms afterwards was one of the most emotional things I've ever been involved in. So, um, you could see the investment that the boys had on their face and um, the disappointment, but um, they should be incredibly, incredibly proud of what they, of what they delivered over the, over the course of the season in NAB League. They were um, nothing short of outstanding, and um, as I said on many occasions, did Tasmania proud? That's for sure. What was the tonic to the season for the for the young guys in terms of that team, that camaraderie, the whole thing? I mean, as the you started picking up wins during the the year and momentum was building. And, of course, some of the teams have a lot of players come in and out, the private school kids, et cetera, et cetera. And I think some of the narratives, people kept saying to me, oh, yeah, no, they're going well, but wait till they get to the finals because they're going to get all these players back. They're going to get all these players back. Well, finals came and you acquitted yourself extremely well. And it was on the back of what in particular that made this group such a sustainable and, and tight-knit bunch of young men? I think you just said it then. Look, tight knit. That was that was the key to our um, success, no doubt. Look, we felt, um, you know, we often discussed as a playing group that, you know, hey, we might not have um, the talent of some of the other regions within the NAB League, but um, we're going to be the best team essentially, um, and we're going to defend the best. And that was, um, you know, everyone's trying to um, create that, um, create that environment where everyone wants to play for the person next to next to them. And that was something that. Um, we were able to get right this year and it was, um, you know, it's great to take, you know, for the coaches to take all the kudos, but the reality is that it's the players that um, really drove that. And they were the ones that connected with each other and um, spent the time and had the conversations and, um, you know, they're the, one, they're the ones that go out for two hours on a Saturday or Sunday and, um, and put that on show. So, yeah, I just think that um, that was one of the things we really wanted to focus on at the start of the program was obviously training in three regions. We don't get together much, um, or limited opportunity to get together, but one of our main focuses was connecting as a group. Um, understanding, I reckon, Flash, about, um, you know, what it, what it means to wear the map and what are some of the characteristics around um, wearing the map, and I think that's something that we linked into heavily throughout the course of the year, and no doubt, it's 
sort of promoting what it is to be a Tasmanian to the younger generation coming through. I think they really brought into that. and um, You know, it's a little bit of like the underdog story and I think everyone can connect to that. It's a, it's a great motivation piece. And um, as I said before, like the boys um, jumped on some of those things. Um, it was really important. I think with Tasmania's got such a proud history that um, sometimes it can be a little bit daunting to live up to um, that history. So it was also, yeah, with, these are the characteristics of of the Tasmanian jumper and what's come before us. So we wanted to create our own characteristics. But um, to be honest, essentially, um, what you saw from Tassie this year was very similar to what we've seen, um, you know, over the course of the last 30 years. So, yeah, that were probably some of the things, like just buying into the jumper and understanding what it is to be a Tasmanian and the characteristics about um, playing for Tassie and what we're known for, um, and then just getting to them to connect together as a group. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter what game plan you have. We need to we need to buy into it and work for the person next to us, and they're able to do that outstandingly well with some really good leadership. Jeremy, I'm interested in your insight and the and the challenges that you grapple with coaching elite young players at this stage of their lives. Obviously, there's so many competing things going on. Some people who are striving for higher honours, you're trying to get a team to gel, and then it's all in the background. A, a kids at 16, 17. Uh, who are obviously going through enormous changes away from football as well. How have you found that going from being a, a senior coach back to this underage level? Yeah, it's tough. Oh, there's just, just so many competing. Um, like you, you've got competing sports. Um, obviously, we we don't want to we want to encourage all our all our players to play as many sports as you can. But then you've got you know family. Um, schooling and a lot of them <laughs> starting part-time jobs and all those types of things. Mm. And then um, if we think about the northwest coast, um, but then we also think about the rest of the state, like they're travelling in and out of the state every second week. And, um, you know, we can say that we've got a 50, flip, 50 split with home games, but then we've got the travel, you know, if we're playing up in Penguin or Launceston. So it is, a, it is an extremely big commitment um, to do this program. There's no doubting that. Um, but I think, I think, and we, we often talk about it, or especially at the inductions that we're going through at the moment, is about just prioritising um, what's right. Um, and I think, you know, family, schooling, um, part-time job or an apprenticeship, all those types of things, they come before footy. Um, and understanding that um, there's a lot going on within the player's life. So giving them some flexibility when they need. Like, we still understand that the work needs to be done, but it's just about managing all those situations. Um, and then essentially, um, for us, we know that a happy athlete that... Um, you know, hasn't been overworked, is going to play well and perform well. So, um, yeah, it's just about managing the situations at hand, which, um, you know, there's there's many children with multiple sports um, and schooling exams and those types of things. So it's just the management of that, making sure that we know exactly what we need to prioritise at that time. No doubt about that. Um, there's a young boy called Jack Callan, and we can talk about multiple sports and talents and future things and options and things that can happen in the future when you're... You're good at a couple of different things. Okay, let's let's get some real talk here now, mate. We're 10 days away from the draft. Now, we yep. think, we know that Lockie Cowan will get picked up. Uh, we probably think that Tommy McCallum will get picked up. I want you to be, uh, I want you to be a, uh, what's the word, look into your crystal ball. Give me a number firstly for Lockie Cowan. Where's he going to go? Yeah, I think, um, well, Lockie's had, as everyone knows, he's had a pretty outstanding year. Um, Look, I think he'll fall between anywhere between sort of 15 and 25. Yep. Um, that sort of seems to be um, the number. Um, you He's know, obviously draft not can happen, but I think that's where he'll land. Um, Tommy McCullum, 
um, again, has had another outstanding year. He had a, an, um, an awesome Allies campaign as well, so a championships campaign through the middle of the year, which has really enhanced um, his credentials and chances. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think those two um, are a really good chance, and Lockie's probably been um, a lock for a period of time now. And what about, on the, apart from those two guys, there's a rookie draft as well. We'll go Monday into Tuesday next week. Uh, sorry, the following week, I should say, Monday week. Um, what, else are you, what else are you seeing uh, as potential for some of this, this good crop of senior under-18 from this year? Yeah, I think, like, Seth Campbell from the northwest coast, obviously um, you probably would have seen when he kicked 10 goals at North Hobart Amazing. down here in the TSL. Like, he... Um, Again, look, he's had another outstanding year. Um, um, he also played through the Allies Championships as well. So we think that he and he's got multiple interests from a number of clubs. So um, yeah, I think he's I think he's in the frame as well. Um, do I think he's going to be as high as, as Lockie and Tom? Potentially not, but I think there's a lot of interest in Seth. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, potentially two out of the Northwest Coast, which would be a fantastic yeah. result. Hasn't yes. happened for a period of time. Um, and then our, probably our other two are um, Cameron Owen, who's a, a ruck from Clarence, um, who's had a bit of an... Um, start of the year, had a bit of um, a back complaint due to some growing, um, but he, he really finished off the year well, had an awesome um, finals campaign, um, dominated the, the prelim final to nearly get us over the line. So he sort of really came into calculations late. So that's an exciting prospect. Um, he's a t- um, 203 centimetre ruckman, so there's some interest in in Cam, but I'd say it's probably a little bit more, you know, late draft um, rookie selection. And then there's the goal kicking machine, Brandon Leary from um, North Launceston, which would be a great um, great NAB League story, but it'd be also be a great TSL story as well. Someone that's um, um, come in in his 19th year, done a lot of development at North Launceston, and um, you know he kicks goals wherever he goes. He kicked goals last year at North Launceston and set the TSL alive and then he's, he's kicked goals with the, the Tassie Devils and then he, he was lucky enough to get two or three games within the Allies and average two goals a game so um, yeah he's got some interest as well so I think those five are probably our top five um, and I think as we discussed um, McCullum and Cowan are, are looking likely um, and then I think Seth Cam and, and Brandon the three that are next in line. Well, f- congratulations on what was a stellar year, mate. Well done to you. I know there's some really good underage talent too that will get to run around again next year. Plus, my understanding is the under-16s are, are pretty good. So lots to look forward to. And I would imagine you'll be uh, one ear to the ground today with Gil McLaughlin in town to see what happens on that front. Jeremy, it would be a great little boon for all boys and girls, wouldn't it, to have, the, have our own team down the road to aspire to be in. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think, I'm like all Tasmanians. I'm anticipating an announcement um, pending that today or, or a later date. It's it's very exciting for Tassie footy. I think it's got us all talking. It's got the whole nation talking. So um, yeah, it'd be awesome um, to see one day an AFL jumper um, with a Tasmanian logo running out. That'd be um, something that I re- all reckon that we'd go along and support and we'd we'd get right involved in. And it's. Um, yeah, I think it's something that we're all passionate about and can't wait to see. So, very exciting time, um, and hopefully it's not too far around the corner. Jeremy Webberley, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Good man. No worries. Cheers, guys. Thank you.